Psalm 1911 through verse 14. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now in Psalm 19, we hear the voice, we hear the speech of three great witnesses that are witnessing to the glory of God, all creation, and then the word. And then in verse 11, there's a shift in focus, or we hear another voice, and this is the voice of David. But notice in verse 11 what he calls himself, your servant, your servant. And this is the posture that's required for the word to do its work in you. You have to see yourself as its servant, not its Lord, not its master, not its interpreter. You don't stand over it. It stands over you. So we have the abstract speech of creation we have the specific speech of the word, and then now we have the personal prayer of the Lord's servant. And it isn't, isn't it good of the Lord to give us so many different streams of living water? We can encounter him in the world. We can encounter him through his word. And then we can encounter him through the testimony of his servants. Then notice the rewards that come from studying the law, from internalizing it. You can discern your errors. You can be set free from your hidden faults and then kept from presumptuous sins. You know, there's a rhetorical question, who can discern his errors? And the assumed answer is that no one. 
who can keep them from hidden faults. These aren't things that are done in secret. These are things you aren't aware of. And that's such a gift that the word brings and that people bring. The most dangerous things in your life you're not actually aware of. The errors, the mistakes, these are things that you do that are wrong that you don't know or you don't intend to. That's going back to the phrase of the simple. The simple are those who realize, are those who don't realize when they're hurting others or they don't realize that they're doing something that God has forbidden. And then the third category is the presumptuous sins. These are the things you know you're doing that are wrong. You presume on the Lord's grace. You presume on his mercy. But notice, these things can rule you. These are the things that take over. But in all three, he says, it's the word. His testimony is that the word has helped free him, set him free from all of these things. And then it moves into a priestly confession. Then I shall be blameless. That doesn't mean perfect. That actually means unblemished. It's sacrificial language. You bring a unblemished sacrifice to the Lord, and here David is presenting himself as a living sacrifice. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. So the Romans 12 idea of offering your bodies as living sacrifices is not a New Testament concept. That's right here. And the two things that he wants to be in harmony and wants to offer as the Lord, as his sacrifice to him, is the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart. Harmony between word and thought. Integrity between interior and exterior. You know, sometimes we, we, are, we say the right words, but we don't have the right. You know, it's quite possible that the words of our mouth are right, but the meditation of our heart is not. We can say the right words, but not have the right heart. Or vice versa. Sometimes our hearts are in the right place. We have the right desire, but we can't just quite get the, the words right. And here the beautiful gift and promise, his prayer, says he's asking the Lord to bring these two things in harmony. And he asked that they would be acceptable or find favor. You could even translate this, that they would be delightful. And the Lord can see and discern both, both the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart. And then here's the seventh where he cries out to Yahweh, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, my rock, my stronghold, my place of stability, and then my redeemer. This is actually the word for redeemer that the story of Ruth demonstrates. It's the idea of your next of kin who's going to take upon themselves the burden that their relative is bearing. And this is such a good prayer for today or any day. Today, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my rock, and my redeemer. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures.
is here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father. 